recorded live. Conviction fell right there. But only such speech as is good and beneficial to the spiritual progress of others. I mean, you know, we say some of the dumbest things. I mean, so insensitive. I said to somebody the other day, good gracious, I had bought this top, and it was it was a size I normally wear a medium, but it was just really way too big for me. So I said to this person who's larger than me, I said, you know, this thing is way too big for me, but it probably will fit you. I don't think that really helped her make spiritual progress that day. She probably had to spend the next hour getting out of a pit of insecurity. So I'm just confessing here so I can let you know that we all have a long way to go. That it may be a blessing and give grace God's favor to those who hear it. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God. (laughs) Do not offend or vex or sadden him by whom you were sealed, marked and branded as God's own, secured for the day of redemption and final deliverance through Christ from evil and the consequences of sin. Now, what in the world does it mean to be sealed by the Holy Spirit? Well, really bad example, but I keep my crackers in the Ziploc bag because I want to keep them protected and fresh and good. They're protected in here, and so they're sealed in here. And we are, we are like in the Holy Ghost Ziploc bag as we walk through the earth. Amen. And I'm not. Uh, hopefully, that doesn't sound disrespectful, but it's like we are, we are sealed and branded. The Bible says as God's own. So when the devil looks at you, he sees the mark of God on you. But you need to know that that mark and brand is on you. And you need to say, devil, shut up. I belong to God, and I am none of your business. Now, you know, I know that my children do things they shouldn't do. And especially when they were were younger, they did things that they shouldn't do. And they were my kids, and I'd correct them. But if a neighbor, a next-door neighbor, came over and tried to tell me everything that was wrong with my kids, I would have been really put out. And so God feels the same way when the enemy tries to accuse us to him. Let all bitterness and indignation, now this is really important, verse 31. Let all bitterness and indignation and wrath, passion, rage, bad temper, resentment, anger, animosity, Quarreling, brawling, clamor, contention, slander, evil speaking, abusive or blasphemous language be banished from you with all malice, spite, ill will, or baseness of any kind. So here's the deal. If we don't want to grieve the Holy Spirit, then we need to really pray for God to give us lots of help on using wisdom with our words. And we're going to make mistakes. No man can control the tongue. The Bible says that we need God's help on a regular basis. 
but at least to have that awareness of the power of words and and at least when we say a bunch of dumb stuff, be willing to repent. I think a lot of times we just don't think it's a big deal. You know? Uh, gossip, tail-bearing, telling people secrets, um, uncovering people's sins. Oh, did you hear? Did you hear? You would never believe. Come on, let's go back to the little golden rule. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. There's no such thing as a happy life without an abundance of forgiveness. I've had to forgive somebody this week. There's rarely ever more than a few days that go by that you don't have an opportunity to be offended. But you don't have to take offense. The Bible says don't take offense and don't give offense. So we say to somebody, you offended me. No, you took offense. It wasn't that they offended you. You took it. And a lot of times, most of the time, people don't even know what they're doing. When I said, you know, boy, this was way too big for me. But I think I'm fit you. I mean, I wasn't trying to be rude or offensive. I was trying to give her a gift. But I did a really bad job of it. Amen? And I'm supposed to know what I'm doing. And I think it's just nice, you know, when those things happen, just like, oh, Lord, I'm sorry. You know, it's just, it's good to stay in that kind of communication, that, that kind of conversational relationship with God where you don't let things linger. And, you know, the, the minute that somebody hurts your feelings or you start to feel that unforgiveness, the best thing to do is even say out loud, I will not be offended. Talk to God, I will not be offended. Help me not to be offended. Help me not to be offended. Because the quicker we forgive people, the easier it is to do it. It gets harder the more we rotate our minds around and around what they've done. Then it begins to take roots in us. Let's try to believe the best of every person. Now, there are 25 names of the Holy Spirit in the Bible. 25 different names of the Holy Spirit in the Bible. I don't expect you to remember these. I don't even know that they'll mean that much to you. But I think that it's, I'm just going to take a minute to read them because I just want you to see how much he's talked about all throughout the Bible and how um, just the different things that we can look to him to do. So he's the Spirit, the Spirit of God, the Spirit of Jehovah, the Spirit of the Lord Jehovah, the spirit of the living God. Aren't you glad that we serve a living God? I'm so glad I'm not worshiping some guy that came and said a few things and then died. Wow. The spirit of Christ, the spirit of Jesus Christ, the spirit of Jesus, the spirit of his son, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit of promise, the spirit of holiness, the spirit of judgment, we don't care for that one, the spirit of burning, yeah, the spirit of burning, the spirit of truth, the Holy Spirit reveals truth to us, thank God for truth, I just read a little book, it's not very big, it's called How to Kill 11 Million People, 
Now you're like, what in the world are you doing reading a book like that? Well, because it's about how did Hitler manage to kill 11 million people? Why didn't all these people in the prison camps just rush the guards? And And so the answer was he lied to them. He lied to them. First of all, when he was politicking, he promised everybody that his way of life was going to be better and they were going to have more money and better jobs and, you know, blah, blah, blah. We hear some of that today, don't we? Anyway. He lied to them about the prison camps. When they got on the trains, he lied to them about where they were going. He killed these people, and it was all based on lies. But I am so grateful that we have the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of truth, living on the inside of us, and that he will reveal to us what we're being lied to. The Spirit of wisdom and understanding lives in you. The Spirit of counsel and might lives in you. The spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. The spirit of life. Man, we're not walking around. The oil of gladness. And I love this. We get to laugh. I decided two weeks ago the devil doesn't know how to laugh. That's just my own private thing there, but... You know, I don't see any scripture where he's laughing. But God laughs, and we laugh. Did you ever think about how powerful a laugh is? It's very powerful. The oil of gladness lives in us. The spirit of grace, the spirit of grace and supplication, the spirit of glory, the eternal spirit, and the comforter. Now, John 16, verse 7. Okay, now this is so awesome. Jesus said, however, I am telling you nothing but the truth when I say it is profitable, good, expedient, advantageous for you that I go away. Now, I'm sure that that just cramped the disciples' brain. What do you mean I'm going to be better off if you go away? How could anybody be better off if you go away, Jesus? He said, because if I do not go away, the comforter, in the Amplified Bible, the comforter, in the original language, is a word that cannot possibly be described with one English word. You have to use many different words to describe what that word means. The counselor. When you need a word of counsel, should always go to God first. Always go to him and let him counsel you through his Holy Spirit. Now, I'm not saying that it's wrong to go to a counselor or to go to someone for counseling. Many times that is very helpful but you don't want to go to somebody that doesn't have the counselor. Always go to God before you run to anybody else and then let him speak through whoever he wants to speak through or let him do it himself. The counselor, the helper, I love that. We're going to to talk about that pretty exclusively in one of these sessions. The advocate, that means that he pleads our case. The intercessor, he prays for us and through us when we don't know how to pray as we ought. He prays through us. The strengthener, one message is going to be on that. And the standby, I love that word, the standby. I don't know if you know what it's like to stand by on an airplane, but it's like, 
if you couldn't get a seat and you'd like to get on that plane, you can go on standby and you can literally sit right at the gate and wait to see if there's an opening. So the Holy Spirit stands by you just in case there's something you need where he can jump on board and help you. I love it, I love it, I love it. And um, he will not come to you. Now, this is such an important part. Into close fellowship with you. Can everybody say close fellowship? But if I go away, I will send him to you to be in close fellowship with you. Say close fellowship. I love that. God created us for fellowship. And he wants to communicate with us. A relationship is not one-sided. You don't just do all the talking and God never says anything. God speaks. He speaks in many different ways. He speaks through nature. He speaks through the still, small voice. He speaks mainly through his word. God can even speak to our circumstances. God speaks in our hearts. Sometimes he speaks even through desires, not desires of the flesh, but real, true desires of the Spirit. And if you don't believe that God can talk to you, you know, when we talk to God, it's prayer. But if we say God talks to us, they think we're paranoid. And, you know, you go in certain circles, and they just, I mean, you just about get run out of the building if you say God said. But that, to me, I don't understand that because it's all over the Bible. My sheep know my voice, the voice of a stranger they will not follow. Now, obviously, you know, you can get in trouble thinking that you hear from God. There's learning, there's wisdom. But one of the ways that you learn is by making some mistakes and being willing to go back and say, well, man, I thought that was God, but it wasn't. I sure made a fool out of myself, so let me learn from this and go on. But see, there's, there's so much, and I hope just some of you, at least some of you, here and watching my television, you're kind of like, while I go to church, I go to church, I'm an usher. I believe the doctrines. Now, I'm talking about close fellowship. Jesus didn't die so we could have a religion. He died so we could have a relationship with God through him. And see, God cares about everything that concerns you. I mean, the littlest, tiniest things that wouldn't even make any sense to anybody else, God cares about that with you. He's concerned about everything that concerns you. Absolutely everything. Close fellowship. And if nothing else, I want this message to bring you into a greater awareness of how the Holy Spirit is with you all of the time. Jesus said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. When I go away, I'm going to send you another comforter. He's been with you and he will be in you. How much closer can you get than in you? Come on. 
I mean, being a Christian is absolutely, taking a journey with God is an amazing spiritual journey. There is nothing boring and dull about life with God. Now, if all it is to you is a trip to church each week, go home, act like you're not trained, go back to church, then that's, you're going to get tired of that pretty fast. But I'm telling you what, to know who you are in Christ and to know your inheritance in him and to know the power that belongs to you as a believer, to know the power of the Holy Spirit that you can have in your life all the time. Well, there's many other things it says here, and I have to get into some of them later because I want to finish up with this, this one scripture. You say, well, you know, do I have the Holy Spirit? If you're born again, you have the Holy Spirit. I think that that's one of the places where we've made a mistake, you know, is to act like people don't have the Holy Spirit if they've not had some Pentecostal experience. First of all, we want to be careful about putting too much emphasis on experiences. You know, some people have them, some have some that are genuine, some have some that are... You know what I mean. Don't think that the way God deals with somebody else is the way he has to deal with you. The great thing about the Holy Spirit is he knows us as individuals, and he works with us and through us in different ways. And he manifests himself in different ways. And we don't need to be jealous of one another and competing with one another. We need to be working together with one another so we become one body working as a whole unit. So in John 20, after Jesus was resurrected from the dead, he appeared to the disciples, and the Bible says he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. But then if you turn the Bible over two pages to the first chapter of Acts, he said, Now go and wait in the upper room for the promised outpouring of the Spirit. And that's when they were, the Bible calls it, baptized in the Holy Spirit. They were flooded with the Holy Spirit. Their souls were diffused with the Holy Spirit. But then even in addition to that, we see Peter was in that upper room, and he was baptized in the Holy Spirit. But even with that, there are many times where the Bible says, and Peter was filled with the Holy Spirit. And Peter was filled with the Holy Spirit. So we need fresh infillings and, and, and fresh... Uh, visitations from God on a regular basis. And I don't think that we need to make some kind of a law out of how God touches us or how it happens. Some people believe that you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit when you're born again. Some people believe that you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit when you're baptized in water because that's when the Holy Spirit fell on Jesus. Some people uh, believe that it has to be a separate experience that happens at a, at a totally separate time. You know what? We need to give God a little credit for being able to function and operate in a variety of ways. And stop acting like, I believe some people probably do receive everything day one when they're born again. So, you know, it, let's let God be God and not care how we got it as long as we get it. Amen? All I know is I just got to be full to overflowing with the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Now, 
Last scripture, Luke eleven thirteen. you say, well, wow, how can I have more of the Holy Spirit? How can I be filled? How can I be flooded with the Holy Spirit? Very simple. First of all, you've got to be really hungry. <laughs> you've got to want more. Not more jewelry, more of the Holy Spirit. Luke eleven thirteen. if you then, evil as you are, know how to give good gifts that are to their advantage to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask and continue to ask Him? So here's what I just want to encourage you. We're going to pray tonight, but then I want you, I'd like to see you on a regular basis. God, fill me fresh with your Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, fill me. I need your comfort. I need your strength. Talk to the Holy Spirit about his ministry. You don't pray to the Holy Spirit. You pray to God in Jesus' name through the Holy Spirit. But you can fellowship with the Holy Spirit. You can chat with the Holy Spirit. You can talk to the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, help me. I know you're here with me right now. I hope and pray that you have the greatest sensing and awareness of God with you through the Holy Spirit that you've ever had in your life. He's here right now. Well, I just want to encourage you to remember that the Holy Spirit is a person, not just an experience or a force of some kind. He is our helper. And God wants to have close fellowship with us. And all we really need to do is to ask him, Lord, I want to be close to you. Grant me the awesome fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Today we're offering you a book called The Gift. And in order for you to receive this book, we would like you to give a gift to help us with our television outreach around the world. It will not only help cover the cost of the program that you watch and enjoy, but it's going to help other people, perhaps even some that don't have the program yet, it will enable us to even go on in new places. You know, many times it's easy just to turn your TV on and just receive, receive, receive. But it's kind of like breathing. We need to breathe in, and then we need to breathe out. So it's really going to be good for us. It's going to be good for you if you help with this. And this book today is being offered for your gift to the ministry of any amount to help us with our TV program. It's called a gift, and so as you send your gift, it's going to help us continue sending the gift of the Word around the world. This book is about the Christmas story. It's something that you can use at Christmas with your family and really enjoy it. It takes all the things that Christ did for us and breaks them down, probably not all of them, but a lot of them, and shows us how wonderful and how amazing Christmas really is. So I want you to get your copy right away and be a blessing to us. We want to continue sharing these programs all over the world, and I believe that you want to help us do that. So God bless you, and thank you. Christmas is the time to give, to set aside our needs and focus on the needs of others. And we've made it easy to do just that. Through our Hand of Hope gift catalog, you can give to four specific outreach areas of need and help make a difference in someone's life this holiday season. You can help provide life's basic needs by giving towards our feeding and water outreaches, by rescuing women and children who are caught in human trafficking, 
Make a difference for those who are suffering by giving towards our medical and dental outreaches or simply by giving to Hand of Hope and into other humanitarian outreaches where the needs are great. So this holiday season, give hope. When you give a special gift to one of the Hand of Hope outreaches, you'll receive Joyce's devotional, Trusting God Day by Day, as our gift to you. Call or visit us online and make a decision this Christmas to give hope. Thank you, friends and partners. Together, we're sharing the love of Christ around the world. To find out more, please contact us or visit us online at JoyceMeyer.org. Join us in partnership as we share the love of Christ around the globe. The proceeding was paid for by the friends and partners of Joyce Meyer Ministries. I think that most people don't understand that when God gave the instructions on what to build for him, from the Ark of the Covenant to the, to the temple, to Solomon's temple, it was all palatial. It, from, even with the ephod of, of the yes, priest. Yes, yes, all the big diamonds. The, and they, they were weighted down by precious stones, by gold, and this was how they had to serve God, from the plates in the tabernacle to the whole nine yards. It was all overlaid with gold. It was pure gold. And, 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 the, and the diamonds and the rubies and the sapphires. And people don't see God in this life. They don't see this type of God. But in order to worship him, these are the mandates of how he wanted his things constructed. And it shouldn't be any different here. I love TBN is covering the U.S. with not just one, but six over-the-air networks. If you live in a city with a TBN station, you can get these over-the-air channels free by hooking up an antenna to your home. Just purchase an indoor or outdoor antenna from your local hardware store. Connect it to your TV, and you're good to go. You'll then be able to access TBN on sub-channel 1, church channel on sub-channel 2, smile of a child and juice on sub-channel 3, in Lasse on sub-channel 4, and our newest network, TBN Salsa, on sub-channel 5. If you already have satellite or cable, you can switch between these services and your antenna and get the best of both worlds. Hook up today and enjoy not one, but six TBN channels free of charge. Passionate Living with Dr. David Yu. For any of you who have ever been misunderstood, you got a friend in you. Sunday on the Church Channel. It's not by the seeking after knowledge or the doing of good deeds that you enter into this kingdom. It is by faith. Christian life is this phrase in Christ. 
It's a key to understanding. It's a key to revelation. In his new book, The Master Key, Pastor David Sheeran uncovers the formula that will give you insight on how to unlock the mysteries of supernatural living. It's a key that unlocks and gives you access into the revelation of who you are, what you have, and what you can do in and through Jesus Christ. Whether you're a seeker or a seasoned believer, there is much to be gained through this riveting book that will change the way you see yourself as the treasures hidden in Christ for you are clearly revealed to you propelling you into a fresh season of abundant living. The law of the spirit of life in Christ has made you free from the law of sin and death, and you are a new person in Christ Jesus. Hi, I'm Vicki Sharon, and welcome to The Word for Living. I'm so excited that you tuned in to our broadcast today. My husband is teaching a great series called The Master Key, and it's about victorious living. It's about finding out who you are and what you have in Christ Jesus. And I was just thinking, uh, David, that this was really God's dream, wasn't it? One of the scriptures that you use is from the prophet Ezekiel, where he said, I'll put a new spirit in you and take out the stony heart. Um, This is a spiritual reality, not a fantasy. We really do become new on the inside, don't we? Well, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 says, Therefore, if anyone be in Christ, he or she is a new creature. Old things are passed away, and all things have become new. The next verse says, and all things are of God. Well, really, the truth is it's your spirit that becomes new. Your spirit becomes a new creation. Your spirit is born again. Jesus said, uh, except a man be born again, uh, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And so he was talking about the spirit of man in that context being born again. So when you accept Jesus as the Lord of your life and call on the name of Jesus, then you get born again. You receive Jesus Christ and you receive this new life on the inside. And literally, all things in your spirit are passed away and everything has become new. So as a new creation... We are brand new on the inside, and the transformation is now when we get our minds renewed to the Word, then uh, we show outwardly or display on the outside what we are or who we are on the inside. And that's actually the purpose of the broadcast, the purpose of the book, is to help us meditate on these truths, to illustrate these truths in a way that we can grasp them and get our minds renewed, and that's when we become transformed and you know it's someone said it's we don't act like who we are we act like who we think we are so we have to think in line with our spirit we have to think in line with the truth of god's word in order to act like a new person well the word of god uh, in james it says is the uh, seed and it changes us and changes our thinking and our soul is saved, our mind is renewed by receiving this engrafted word. Uh, the power of the word changes our thinking and causes us to think like God thinks about ourselves. And the way we see ourselves is the way others see us. And the way we see ourselves, many times, of course, the way the devil sees us. And uh, he attacks our identity and who we are. And God tells us who we are and you don't. Look to the world to tell you who you are. Don't look to people to tell you who you are. You look to God's Word. 
and there's about 160. Can I have a good amen? Amen. What is normal? For example, is marriage. Living together is not normal. Amen. Regardless of the normalized, it's not normal. Normal is man and woman in a marriage. Amen. So here, what is normal, the way the Son of God demonstrated, is this. You can speak to demons and they will leave. You can speak to the storms and the wind and they will depart. You can speak to sickness. <laughs> a number of years ago, I used to have this uh, rashes on my back. All right, it was very bad. And I'll speak to it. I don't know how to, I can I also apply medicine and all that, but we're not talking about doing here. We're talking about faith. I just said every day when I took communion, thank you, Lord Jesus, by your stripes I'm healed. And I spoke to the condition. I said, be thou plucked up by your root, be thrown into the sea in Jesus' name. I learned this from Jesus. So I begin to speak to my condition. Guess what? I'm healed. This is normal. The normal Christian life. If there is a growth in your body, God wants you to wake up every day and say, I trust this growth to the roots in Jesus' name. Amen. And you say, that's abnormal. Well, if you call it abnormal, I'd rather be abnormal and be healthy than to be normal like you and always be sick. Okay? Amen? Let's follow Jesus. The way we release faith is by believing and speaking. Let's see what Jesus says. He said, no man eat fruit from you hereafter forever. His disciples heard it. So he, next verse, talk about going to the temple, cleansing the temple. In the evening, he went back to Bethany. Now, let's follow him the next morning. Obviously, they passed by the fig tree. It still looked the same. Hmm? Did Jesus curse it? Yes. But obviously it still looked the same when he, when he came by in the evening. And in the morning as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from what? The root. So sometimes you speak to your condition. You know when a tree is green with foliage and all that, okay, with the leaves, it looks the roots are killed inside. It's a matter of time outside will dry up. When you start cursing the cancer cells in your body in the name of Jesus, you might still feel bad. You might still feel all the things. But I'm telling you, death to that disease has begun right at its root. All right? It's not you doing it, Jesus. Just in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm going to teach us right now how to do it. And Peter calling to remembrance to him, Master of Rabbi, behold the fig tree which thou Jesus answering them, have the faith of God. Now, here it is, have faith in God, in the original Greek, have the faith. The, the, the fowls of the air, God, God says, let the waters bring forth. Living creatures of every kind. God spoke it and then God saw good. Saw good until God spoke. Man says, I'll never speak until I see. Man has become abnormal. Man has fallen. God says, I make you in my image. I never saw until I spoke. Come, be still, and there's a perfect calm. Jesus spoke to the 
demons leave and they went. Jesus lived life by speaking. And we, he's showing us what man is to, is to live life when God made man. The Bible tells us God made man a living soul. On Kelos, a Jewish commentator said the word there in the Hebrew, the nefesh, refers to the speaking spirit. And so he translates that verse as saying, God made man a speaking spirit. Cows moo, cats meow, dogs bark, men speak. Do you think for one moment all the huge mammoths and all the huge dinosaurs, do you think Adam had a stick to control them? No, Adam only had a stick. They obeyed Adam because God named men the highest of all creation. All the animals kowtow to man. God made man in his image. Animals are not made in his image. Amen. So how did God exercise faith? God spoke. Jesus said to his disciples, have the God kind of faith. Learn to exercise the God kind of faith. And he's about to tell you how the God kind of faith works. Tell me if you see the same principle. For verily I say unto you, by the way, verily yes, amen, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, mountain is anything that, that poses to be a problem in your life. It can be a disease, it can be a financial lack, it can be an obstacle, whatever it is. The rabbinical way of saying problems during the time of Jesus is to say it's a mountain. Alright, something insurmountable in the natural. Jesus says, whatever the mountain is, whoever shall say to the mountain, a lot of people are talking to God about the mountain. God saying, you speak to the mountain. They speak to God. God is not your problem. God gave you the authority to speak to the mountain. So Jesus says, say to the mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea. And shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he says shall come to pass, he shall have whatever he says. Isn't this the same as we having the same spirit of faith? I believe and therefore I speak. Amen. We believe and therefore we speak. But the devil has programmed your family, the devil has programmed the human race with the word death. Every language has death. You know, English, for example, we don't say, uh, I'm living for the piece of cake. We say, I'm, what? Dying for the piece of cake. You see, if you're dying for the piece of cake, you can't eat it. But if you're living, you can eat it. But, you know, it's like, you know, we are so used to it. We say, oh, Pastor Prince, why split heads over this kind of thing? The devil has programmed death into the language. Why? Because there is a religiousness going on. That's not based on the manufacturer's handbook. And it's this idea. When it's your time to go, you go. So, there come a silly doctrines like God needed a flower in heaven. If God wants flower, he can create. God don't have to take a child from earth to plant in heaven. Alright, I'm telling you, the devil is the one that steals, kills and destroys. We need to learn the mother's operanda of God, how to operate in this life, church. And God, God wants His people to learn His word, to learn His ways. Are you listening? Amen. Number one, don't speak death, speak life. Amen. People say, well, you know, God decides who, who to live, who to die. My Bible says in Proverbs 18 verse 21, death and life are in the power of God. Hmm? Well, I'm preaching it the way many people believe it. Death and life... It's in the hands of God. 
know this is from the Bible. God's inspired word. Death and life are in the power of that boneless thing in your mouth. Here, here, here. This one. Some you can roll it, some you cannot roll it. The Bible says death and life is in that organ in your mouth. Death and life. And those who love it, if you love talking about death, you will eat it. If you love life, you will eat its fruit. So think about the times you are saying, die, 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 you know? Anyway, when you die, people wonder why you die before your time. And they blame God. When God gave us His Word, are you listening, people? Death and life and the power of the tongue say, with long life, God satisfies me. You see, if you speak like this before the world, the world will say you're crazy. But better be a healthy crazy than a, well, than a sick, well one like them. Amen. This is normal. Are you listening, church? This is normal. So we see the same principle. Speak, believing, speaking. Believing, speaking. The more you do that, you are acting like your Father in heaven. Amen. You know, we have gone away from the faith. Today, there's so much teaching, even in Christendom, so much teaching about health and the food you eat and all that. Now, generally, you can eat healthy, all right? Generally, you can exercise, but make sure you're enjoying all these things. No point eating things you don't really enjoy and exercising things that you don't really want to. There's a better way. Faith. All right? Just having faith long before the blessings come, it seems like faith is a currency of heaven. It's a medium of exchange. Of all that Jesus died to give us, the way we receive it is by faith. So I learned, I learned that believing and speaking is the way. When I was sick, I began to speak and believe that I'm healed by Jesus' stripes. And I got healed, I got stronger. And then one day, I think I heard a sermon or read a book. The devil put this thought in my mind. Speaking and believing alone is not enough. Now I'm coming to the crux of the message. Speaking and believing alone is not enough. You must do something. Are you living a holy life? The devil is so subtle that he will not come to you, alright, with a pitchfork and a red underwear. Okay? The devil is so subtle he will come to you and the worst form the devil takes is a religious spirit. He'll come to you with, with ideas of holiness. Listen, you think just speaking alone is enough? You must be holy. And you know you're not very holy, right, as a young man. You still have this kind of thoughts, that kind of thought. You still have bad temper problem, impatience. How can you say you speak and it happens? The devil is so afraid that you start to walk in faith. Nobody who walked in faith in Bible times, including Elijah, he was a man of light passion as we are, yet he prayed in faith and God heard him. God doesn't wait until you arrive. Faith attracts God. Faith is the highest form of holiness. So listen, I just believe this thought, the power of wrong believing. I started believing wrong. Speaking alone is not enough. And then they start saying, you must have corresponding action. Now that teaching is okay. But listen, when you start saying corresponding action, what about a guy who is suffering from a diabetic and he has to take insulin shots every day? Now someone tells him, speaking alone is not enough. You must act your faith. You must have action. You must do something. To show your faith, they start throwing away the insulin. That's what happens. Apostle Prince, the, the Bible says in James, faith without works is dead. That verse has been so abused that people don't remember 
the context anymore, the illustrations used. There are two illustrations used there. Some people use this to talk about the Ten Commandments, how that we are still under the Ten Commandments and we need to uh, uh, have this work before our faith can work. Now, if that is so, we have two illustrations there where Abraham put his son on the altar and then Rahab sending the spies away. This man is about to kill his son. That's like murder. This woman, do you know this prostitute of Jericho? The other illustration used in James. You know how she sent the spies away? She lied. So these are not good illustrations to use to sanction the Ten Commandments. One was murder, one was lying. So why did God give the examples to show us what? God is showing us when did Abraham put his son on the altar? He says, was not Abraham justified when he put his son on the altar? Wait, justified in what sense? Before God? No way! Long before he had a son. Long before his son grew up. Abraham had no son when God justified him before him. In Genesis 15, the Bible says Abraham looked at the stars and God preached to Abraham the gospel story and Abraham believed God in the Hebrew, Abraham, Amen, God. He believed God and God counted him for righteousness long before Isaac came. This is justification before God. And then depending on when he laid Isaac on the altar, some scholars believe 20 years, some believe 30 years, depending on how old Isaac was. It's a long time before he was justified by putting Isaac on the altar. This justification is before men. What God is saying is this. If you have the speaking, believing faith here, it's a matter of time in the future you will do something great for God. That's all he's saying. Are you listening? Even Rahab believed long before she did that. Let me ask you a question. How did God exercise his faith? What did God do? When God saw darkness, what did God say? Light! Be! And what, what happened? God saw the light. And then God says, let, the, let there be a firmament in the heavens above and in the earth below. And there was a firmament. Right? And God saw it. And God says, let the heavens bring forth fowls, winged creatures of every kind. And God saw, and it was so, and God saw it was good. Then God looked at the seas, and God said to the seas, let the earth, let the seas bring forth living creatures. And he brought forth whales, small fish, anchovies. Alright? God just spoke. All the variety was in the word. Did God do anything else or not? Did God say, light be? And then God came down. Then God created the light. Okay. Come on. Doing and speaking are emphasis. What was God's corresponding action? Let me ask you. When God made the universe, what was God's corresponding action? He just believed and spoke. There was no corresponding action. Are you listening, church? And yet, uh, somehow, there, there was this teaching that came to me and said that just speaking alone is not enough. And I start believing speaking alone is not enough. Guess what? I, st- I stopped speaking. The supply stopped. Everything stopped because I felt like, how can I speak when I'm not really holy yet? So the devil will use these holy teachings, holiness, to stop you. When actually, when you are believing and speaking, you are truly being like God, walking in holiness. And by the way, how do you become holy? Jesus says, blessed are the pure 
in heart, for they shall see God. Let me ask you a question. How do you become pure in heart? Well, Pastor Prince, I don't watch TV. Pastor Prince, I don't watch, you know, I don't look at ladies. Well, Pastor Prince, I don't go out of the house. Why don't you just say, Pastor Prince, I'm dead. So people have, you know, they always think of what? Behavior, performance. That's the idea of holiness. Why can't we receive holiness the same way we receive salvation? How? By faith. Let me prove to you, holiness cannot come by your performance. It comes by faith. You remember the story of uh, Peter? For the first time, God sent him to a non-Jewish house, an Italian house. The guy's name was Cornelius. He was a Gentile. He was a centurion. And Peter preached there. And guess what? The whole household of Cornelius believed. Five years after this event, Peter was in Jerusalem at the HQ where James was the senior pastor of the church in Jerusalem. He's the half-brother of Jesus. And they heard what happened to the Gentiles. They are still not sure whether this salvation that Jesus brought is also for the non-Jews. So they called for Peter on the floor, all right, called him to the carpet and asked him what happened. Five years after the incident, let's follow the story, what Peter said. Peter says, so God who knows the heart acknowledged these non-Jews by giving them the Holy Spirit just as he did to us and made no distinction between us and them purifying their hearts. How? How are hearts purified? Third. Amen. That's how hearts are purified. That's how you get holy. By faith. It's not by your performance. You see, the Bible says God gave us Christ in 1 Corinthians 1.30. Of Him, that means it's of God's doing, you are in Christ Jesus, who became for us wisdom from God, who became for us righteousness, who became for us sanctification. Now, that's a big word. That means holiness. Not only Christ is our righteousness, Christ is our holiness. And if you're sick, confess the last one. Christ is my redemption from sickness, from the curse. So the way you start your Christian life, Christ is my righteousness. It's the same way, let's say you're a young man and you had a pornographic past. There are images that you've seen that doesn't leave your mind. Sometimes you're driving down the road, the image comes to your mind. And, and, and some of you, you, you use performance to stop it. You try to use performance and you know it doesn't help. You close your eyes. That's dangerous when you're driving. Alright? You, you say, no, 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 no. That's not the way to do it. A lot of people are doing this. They're doing everything but faith. So what does faith does? Even the image comes, faith says, Christ is my holiness. Christ is my sanctification. Amen. Use the speaking and believing. Use faith. Thank you for tuning in to our broadcast. You have watched highlights of a sermon by Joseph Prince. To order an audio CD of the full sermon, which is approximately 60 minutes long, call the toll-free number at one 901 4300 or log on to josephprince.org now. Next on Destined to Reign. Say, Christ is my holiness. Even in the midst of your anger and impatience, say, Christ is my holiness. Go ahead and scream it. Just believe and speak it. Are you listening, church? Boldly declare God's promises over your life and break free of your negative circumstances. Today, as a thank you for your gift of any amount to the ministry, we will send you Joseph's brand new CD, DVD, and journal set, The Power of Your Words. 
together with the Glorious Grace 2016 wall calendar. Your words carry power for your breakthrough. Speak in faith and experience a life of victory like never before. Also available for a specific gift to the ministry is a collection with Joseph's latest hardback book, Grace Revolution. It's one of the most important books I've ever written. I hope you'll pick up a copy, and I believe that you and your loved ones will be greatly blessed by it. I look forward to taking this journey with you to experience God's great revolution in your life today. This collection includes the Say Amen and Win 2 DVD album, The Right Believing Capsule, an MP3 player loaded with 55 sermons, as well as other exciting resources. To order these resources, call us toll-free at 1-877-901-4300 or visit us at josephprince.org today. Let the Holy Spirit take your prayer life to a whole new level today through the gift of tongues. Find out how when you request Joseph's four-CD audio series, Pray Powerful Prayers to God's Gift of Tongues. This teaching is available for a specific gift to the ministry. Discover the power and benefits of praying in the Spirit. Find out how you can live the supernatural life of answered prayers and overcome every challenge with the help of the Holy Spirit. Learn how you can activate the gifts of God in your life when you pray in the Spirit and flow in the wisdom and power of God in every situation. Learn how God has equipped you to pray powerful and effective prayers. To order this resource, call us toll-free at 1-877-901-4300 or visit us at josephprince.org today.
Joseph Prince Ministries believes that your tithes belong to your local church. Your donations to the ministry are received as offerings to support the preaching of the gospel of grace, as well as the ministry's humanitarian outreaches. The preceding paid program was sponsored by the friends and partners of Joseph Prince Ministries. This month, for a donation of any amount, the Word Network will send you this trio of black and silver beaded bracelets that can be worn separately or as a group. The sparkly silver beads have a small rhinestone cross. The black beaded bracelet is connected with a larger cross. And the third has the word faith set in rhinestones and silver. This stylish collection can be worn by any age, individually, as a group. Make a declaration of your Christian faith by proudly wearing this trinity of beautiful bracelets. Call now and they will be rushed to you immediately. Hello, this is Bishop Hilliard of the Max Life Show, inviting you to join me here live on the Word Network Wednesday at 8 p.m. December the 16th for a two-hour primetime Christmas special called Noel. It's a night of encouragement and love. Now, it's a special night of epic ministry with me and my family and special guests that will be like none other. Wednesday, December the 16th, 8 p.m. here on the Word Network. Richard Roberts is coming up next on the Word Network. You're watching the largest African-American religious network in the world. We are the Word Network. I got my miracle. 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 This is the place for miracles. Yes, it is. It's the place for miracles because miracles are happening every day. I got this from Doreen, who's up in the Toronto area in Mississauga in Ontario. She says, I got my miracle. On uh, let's see, last month, I guess, I had to go for an endoscopy exam because the doctors found something that was wrong. So I called the Abundant Life Prayer Group for prayer, and uh, my niece sent an online request as well. And you all prayed. When I went in to do the test, the doctors found nothing wrong whatsoever. And I'm giving God all the glory and all the praise because he...
you? I'm moving around, not complaining. Not complaining. Okay. We might as well go ahead and open us up. Sure. This morning, most gracious Heavenly Father, Lord God, we come before you yet again with a heart of thanksgiving, with a heart of praise, with a heart of joy, with a heart, Lord God, to give over to you, Lord God, that you would take full control of this day. Father God, we thank you, Lord God, for being our great I am, Lord God. And for that, Lord God, we come with a yes in our spirit. Father God, we come thanking you, Lord God, for just praising you and just glorifying you for being the for being the author and the finisher of our faith, Lord God, the one to whom we look to, Lord God, to bring us through these trying times, Lord God, to come against this anything attacking the plan of the enemy, Lord God, to give us strength. We thank you, Lord God, that you have given us power, Lord God, to speak to our situation, Lord God, and it has to cease and assist, Lord God. So, Father God, we just serve the devil notice in the name of Jesus, Lord God, that he has no dominion over us, over our praise, over our worship. Father God, we glorify you, we magnify you, we lift up your holy and your righteous name. We thank you, Lord God, for keeping us as we slept last night. We thank you, Lord God, for the the rest that you have given us in our beds, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, for giving us the prince, the peace, Lord God, that surpasses all understanding. Even as we go through the trials and tribulations, Lord God, we have the power, Lord God, that's been anointed, given to us on high, Lord God, to speak to our situation. We can tell those mountains to be by removed and cast in the sea. Father God, we have the faith, Lord God, the grain of mustard seed, Lord God, that anything that we pray for, we ask for in the name of Jesus, Lord God and the faith to know that you will answer our prayers. We ask you, Lord God, to just fill our hearts with joy, fill our hearts with praise, fill our mouth, Lord God, with the words that you have given us to utter before you, Lord God. Father God, we come right now in the name of Jesus, Lord Jesus Christ, Lord God, asking you to watch over our families, Lord God, over our friends, over our natures, nations, over our country, and each and every state that is represented or uh, being created in this world. Uh, in this United States, Lord God. We ask you, Lord God, to just be with our president, Lord God, through these trying times and the decision makers that he has to make, Lord God. So we do not know the job that he has, Lord God, but Father God, he has a job that has been ordained and has been assigned to him, Lord God. Give him the strength and the power and the peace, Lord God, to just seek you first and foremost, Lord God. God is the direction of what decisions he should must make, Lord God. Father God, we just pray for everyone in this Seasons, seasons of giving, Lord God, that they would not look at the gift, the, at the gifts that they receive, but look at the gift giver, Lord God. That is you who gave His only begotten Son, who, who, who that whosoever believe in Him should not perish but have right, have everlasting life, Lord God. Father God, we thank you, Lord God, for giving the assignment to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, who came as our kinsman redeemed us, Lord God, to bring us back into Your fold, Lord God, to worship and to praise Your holy name, to count us worthy, Lord God, to be able to enter into the throne room of grace and mercy, Lord God, to seek your presence and to seek your faith. Father God, we ask you to let your prayers and your blessing and your Holy Spirit be upon this call, Lord God. Let us crown Sam's head with, with knowledge, with wisdom and understanding, Lord God. Father God, meet him where he is, Lord God, and make his burdens light, Lord God, for your fire, yoke is easy. 
your yoke is easy, but our, your burden is light. Father God, we ask you to bind up the attack of the enemy and everything that will impede or hinder your will from being done. We ask you to be with every prayer member, Lord God, whether they're present on this call right now, Lord God, or even whether they're just worshiping their spirit, Lord, that the prayer call is going on. We ask you to be with them, Lord God. Be with their families, Lord God. Be with them and open up the doors of heaven, Lord God, and bless them, Lord God. We ask you, to, Lord God, to open up their eyes so they can see your glory, Lord God. We ask you to bind up anything that is on our jobs, Lord God. Give us peace, Lord God, that surpasses all understanding. We thank you, O oh God, for what you have done, what you are doing. We ask you to move mighty, Lord mightily upon our lives right now, Lord God. So this is the season, Lord God, of miracles. Let your miracles be shown and let us recognize that you are the author and the finisher of our faith. And everything that we have, Lord God, it belongs to you. So we thank you and we give glory and praise and honor to you. Father, we worship you and adore you. We just give, we can't, can't lift up your name more than enough, Lord God, because our tongues, Lord God, sometimes get a little bit whack. But Father God, we ask you to line our praise up with you, Lord God, that it will align up with your will and your way for us, Lord God. Order our steps in your word, Lord. We ask you, to, Lord God, to be with those who are unsaved, who have been saved, Lord God. Let them give their lives up to you, Lord. Even as we are entering into a new year, Lord God, in this last month, get ready to enter into a new year, Lord God. Let us go out of this year, Lord God, each and every day, praise up and worshiping you, Lord God, for what you have done and what you're going to do. For there's a newness coming, Lord God. Each and every day is a brand new day. Each and every day is a new birthing, Lord God. So you have given us power, Lord God, from a heart to speak to our situation. If any of us who are sick, Lord God, you gave us power, God, to lay hands and to speak, Lord God, life into our situations, Lord God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen, amen, and amen. <clears throat> Branded go se Horamboko Yes, Holy Spirit, move through us, move in us, keep us, teach us, heal us, direct us. Thank you, Father, for touching us. Mm. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Father, for touching us. As the word begins to come forth, Lord, keep us. Anoint us, heal us. Let the word come forth. Let the word come forth. Let the word come forth, Father. Let the word come forth, Father. 
Let the word come forth, Father. Let the word come forth, Father. And the miraculous saving power of the word, Lord. The healing power of the word. The delivering power of the word, Father. Let the word begin to come forth. As you brush it in each and every one of our lives, Father. Mm. Help us to understand that it's only by your grace and your mercy that this is done. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen, amen, amen. Amen, amen. Amen. Hey, Cheryl, how you doing? Hey, I got up. Hey, Hey there, Arthur, how you doing? Wonderful. Awesome. Just said I'd drop in for a little bit. We're heading out. Got to get a car fixed this morning. Got to be there by 8. Okay. So I just jump on for just a second and say praise God. God is good. Give him all the glory, power, and praise. Uh, God has been moving awesomely through Louie and I this week. And uh, the uh, time at home with our friends was powerful. The anointing fell in our house. Like I said, God is so good. Found some really good Christian folk around here and and uh, we, we cherish their friendships and um, got to pray for a gentleman that's 91 at the party. And just God's really been moving in our home. And it's just it's a beautiful thing, Sam. Praise thing. God. Yes. Yes, it is. That's a beautiful thing. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Beautiful thing. Yes, it is. Praise God. Um yeah, could you just pray for Louie and I before we head out this morning, Sam? I was just wondering. Oh. All right. Yes, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father. Father God, anoint them, keep them, preserve them, direct them, heal them. Keep it Let the word of God begin to rise up inside of them. Lord, place a hedge of protection around their lives. Lord, a hedge of protection around their hearts. Yes, sir. A hedge of protection, Father. I plead the precious Holy Ghost anointed blood over their lives, Father. I thank you, Father, for the word, for the power of the word. Continue to minister, to teach, to love on them, Father. Hold them in your hand and keep them safe. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. God bless you, Sam. Amen. No problem, Cher. Amen, amen, amen. Ah, oh, Brother Richardson. Yes, sir. All righty, all righty, all righty. Ah, well. Hmm. Um. I'm just thinking, because <laughs> I got to get out of here soon, so, yeah. you did unsaved, so I got, um, got all the rest of them to do.
All right, let me pray for the Seaston Hospice. Randra Shirikose Shirikoranda Gose Shirikose Shirikose Shirikoranda Gosa. Randa Gose Shirikose Shirikose Shirikoranda Gosa. Randa Gose Shirikose Shirikose Shirikosindaka Saka. Second Shirin Horaboshi Gose Shirikose 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 Rakanda. Horambrandi Gose Shirikose Shirikose Shirikosa. Horambrandi Gose Shirikose Shirikosa. Horadaka Saka. Prisoners missionaries seeking shelter in the Seaston Hospice, congregations and churches. Bushi the Gosse, she goes, 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 Precious diminishes and families are run brand Okay, um, those are covered in prayer. Harokrando Gosishi, Karandro Gosera, Karandel, Shirkurambraka, Harambrando Gosishi, 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 and Rando Gosishi, Karandaka, Karandaka, Sakara. Those on the leadership list, Horoshi, Gosishi, 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 Rando Gosaka, Horomba Sedegasa, Sakara. And what's the other one? Children, hundred of uh, walking realm of supernatural. Rashi the Goseshi the Goseshi the Goseshi the Goseshi the Goseshi the Grandaka. Rashi the Goseshi the Goseshi the Goseshi the Goseshi the Raka Sakara. Discernment. Hundred of Grandaka Goseshi the Goseshi the Goseshi the Goseshi the Grandaka Sakara. Grandaka Goseshi the Goseraka Sakara. Self and healing, Harambrandi Gosesh, 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 Grandraka, Randara Gosesh, Gosesh, Goraka, Sakara. Lula Vayu for a brand Gosesh, 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 Goranaka, Randa Gorandaka, Sakara. Okay.
guess I can turn it up here. Um, what else we got? Ruin of our youth, health and restoration, discernment, haroshirikose, shirikorondoka, shikosiraka, sakra. Supernatural, superhuman strength, ability, gifts, and talents. And they're just a basis. want to sign in, I'll be back. Hook it up. Uh, I think that's pretty much all the list. I can't think of nothing. Persevere to the end. Okay, that's pretty much all I can think of right now. All right. Okie dokie, Smokey. I need a shirt. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Hmm. Okay, let me see what's going on in this household.
Heaven is our high priest taking his own blood within the veil. Jesus still tarries engaged work and will continue to tarry throughout this great day of atonement. And at his close, he will lay aside his high priestly robes and come forth in his kingly dress of glory and beauty to rule and reign in the kingly splendor. There was no provision made for sitting down in the tabernacle or temple, for there was no time for sitting down if sacrifices were continually being offered. But Jesus, high high priest, offered the sacrifice of himself once for all. He sat down at the right hand of God on God's throne. Hebrews 4 and 16. In Acts 7, 55, that Stephen saw Jesus standing at the right hand of God. This may mean either of two things. Either Jesus rose or that he had not yet sat down. But we must not forget that Jesus really did not begin his high until after his rejection by the Jews who charged him with being stiff-necked and resisting the Holy Ghost. Acts 7 and 51. Christ's present work is twofold. Number Paul writing to Timothy that the will of God was that all men might be saved, and that he appointed to the end a mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus. Both believers and unbelievers, he had to be become a man to mediate between God and man. A man can mediate between a man and a horse. That's not the nature of both a man and a horse. So the Son of God could not mediate between God and man until he became the divine man that is, had the nature of both God and man. It was necessary for then for the Son of God to become a man, that he might mediate between God and man, and when he ascended up the manhood with him, and he is now in heaven with the man Christ Jesus, 1 Timothy 2 and 5. Advocate. 1 John 2 and 1, we read, My little children, these things write unto you, that you sin not. And if any man sin, we have an advocate with the righteous. From that Jesus is an advocate of the righteous, of the righteous only addressed to my little children and to those who are entitled to call God Father. The sinner does not need an advocate. He needs a savior. An advocate is over. The judge has rendered his decision. The judge pronounced sentence in the day of execution. What a condemned man may need then is not an advocate but a pardon. The Bible distinctly states that he that believeth not is condemned already and that the wrath of God abides on him in John 3, 18 and 36. What the sinner needs to do is to ask Jesus to work. What the sinner needs to do is to ask Jesus to intercede for him, but to accept the finished work of Christ on the cross on his behalf. If Jesus is our advocate, then what is what is your advocate for? Sin, for that was atoned for on the cross. He is our advocate for the sins we commit since we became a Christian. My little children, these things I write unto you that you sin not. If any man sin, we have an advocate. First John two and one. Our advocate then is to intercede for us because we sin. That is his business. That is why he remains constantly beside the Father. If a man breaks the law or is a 
breaking it. The first thing he needs is a lawyer or an advocate, one who will plead his cause and see that he gets justice. So the believer, when he sins, needs an advocate. That's the difference between sinner's sins and believer's sins. <laughs> not that God does not hate both alike. The believer, it may be most. The believer, it may be the most because he sins with greater light. But the difference is not in the sin, but in the way God treats it. <clears throat> Here is a father who sends his son and his hired servant to do a piece of work. They are lazy and inefficient and do not do the work. He bears with them and tries them again, but it is of no use. His son his son and his servant are good for nothing. His son perhaps the worst of the two. Now what does he do? He discharges his servant. He puts him out of his house. He had nothing more to do with him, but he does not discharge his son. <clears throat> he does not does he send him away from the house? Does he disinherit him? Nothing of the kind. He may rebuke him, cut off his allowance, punish him worse than he punished the servant, but he will not send him away because he is his son. We see then that sonship is a real thing. Is sonship then a shield from the punishment of sin? Does my sonship make a shield of sin? Oh, no. It simply gives me the blessed privilege of having an advocate that I will send Okay. Okay. Heaven is our high priest takes his own blood carries and engaged in his high priest work will continue to close he will list the high kingly dress or school in the kingly splendor. Excuse me, good morning. Down the tabernacle or temple, for there was no time for sitting down. Sacrifice was being offered. But Jesus, I had the sacrifice of himself once for all, and then right hand of God on God's 12 and 2, which is dispensation of the break, 416, Acts 755 to 56. <clears throat> Excuse me, Sam. Good morning. Is that your background? No, that's um, I might be author. I don't know. Oh, okay. And Acts seven fifty five through fifty six, we read that Stephen saw Jesus standing at the right hand of God. This may mean either two things: either Jesus rose to receive Stephen, or that he had not yet sat down. For we must not forget that Jesus really did not begin his high priestly work until after his final rejection by the Jews. That culminated in the stone and the Stephen who charged them with being stiff necked and resistant. Acts 751. Yep, that's awesome. Text and tell them you phone. So basically, that we're talking about Jesus being a high priest, and uh, it's interesting, I never really noticed, but it said that in the. Um, the the throne that I'm sorry in the temple that was made there was no place for to sit down only being made. Christ didn't sit down until after he um he rose from the dead. Because Christ's present work is twofold. Number one, he's mediator. Will of God was that all men might say that he appointed to an end. Between God, man, and Christ Jesus, First Timothy two and three and six. Created for both believers and unbelievers, he had to become a man to mediate between God and man. 
A man can mediate between two men, but he cannot mediate between a man and a horse. It is not the nature of both the man and the horse. So the Son of God cannot mediate between man and God until he became a divine man. Is he had the nature of both God and man. Necessary then for the come a man. He took up his manhood with heaven, the man Christ Jesus, 1 Timothy 2 and 5. So basically, in order for Jesus to be between us and God, he had to become flesh suit. the nature of a man, God. So now he can mediate between us and God because he has both natures. Advocate. In First John 2 and 1, we write out unto you that ye sin not. And if any man sin, Father, Jesus Christ, this we see that Jesus is the advocate of the righteous only, for the epistle is addressed to my little children, those who are entitled to call God. The sinner is not advocate, he needs to save. What is the use of over? The jury has rendered his decision, the judge pronounced sentence, and the day of execution is set. But and needs then is not an advocate but a pardon. Believe it not is condemned already, and that the wrath of God abides on Take John. The he needs to do is ask Jesus to intercede him. Is to not what the sinner needs to do is not to ask Jesus to intercede him, but to accept the finished work of Christ, Christ on the, the finished work of Christ on the cross on his behalf. So he separated the difference between my little children being us, the children of God, and the sinners. And that the children of God have an advocate for half to talk out about the sin. Whereas on the other hand, the sinner, he, he needs his salvation. Jesus is our advocate, then what is he an advocate for? Not for sin, for that was atoned on their cross. Now, I end, not sins. For the sins we commit since we became a Christian. <clears throat> so Jesus is an advocate for the sins, S I N S, that we commit. Not in nature, S I N. My little children, things are right on Tuesday. Then we have an advocate. Our advocate then is in his business. If a man breaks the law or is a curse to accuse of breaking it, he needs a lawyer or an advocate. So the believer, when he sins, needs an advocate. So we need an advocate, which is Christ Jesus. There's a vast difference between the sinner's sins and a believer's sins. Not that God does not hate both the light, but the believer, both alike. The believer may be the most. The believer, it may be the most. The believer, it may be the most because he sins with greater light, but the difference is not in the sin, but the way God treats it. Here is a father who sends his son and they are lazy, insufficient, and inefficient, and do not do the work. He bears with them and tries them again, but is of no use. His son and the servant are good for nothing. Some perhaps the worst of the What does he do? He discharges his servant out of the house. He had nothing more to do with him, but he does not discharge his son. Does he send him away from the house? Does he disinherit him? Nothing. He may rebuke him, cut off his allowance, punish him worse than he punishes his servant, but he will not send him away because he is a We see then that sonship is a real thing. So from the punishment of sin, 
Does my son should make it safer for me to sin? Oh, no. It simply gives me the blessed privilege of having an advocate. And since it's inevitable that I will sin, it's better to sin as a son than an unbeliever. All right. That's it. Okay. Comments, criticisms, conclusions, opposites, guesses. That you just made. What did you say? Last sentence. Huh? Can you repeat that last sentence? It says, um, okay, I'll start here. It says, they are both lazy and efficient, do not do the work. He bears with them and tries again, but it's no use. His son and the servant are good for nothing. His son, perhaps the worst of the two. Now, what does he do? He discharges the servant. He's out of the house. He has nothing more to do with him. But does he discharge his son? Send him away from the house. Disinherit him. Nothing of the kind. Rebuke him, cut off his allowance, punish him worse than he punished his son. He would not send him away because he's his son. The sonship is a thing. The sonship then is shield for the punishment of sin. My sonship make it safer for me to sin. Oh no. It's a blessed privilege of having an advocate. And since it is inevitable that I will sin as a son than an unbeliever. More than the last sentence, but. Uh. Mm-hmm. I didn't really finish, but you can go ahead and take it. I just put all the spices and stuff in. Ain't nothing wrong with it. Yeah, it's okay. Okie dokie, Smokey. Anybody want any prayers or whatever? You and your friends? I can't let them know that I got this. I won't pray. Oh, you know. Pray for Racia. Help her to understand, help her to seek you, Father, that your word rise up in her heart, Lord. Father, keep her in peace. 
Keep her in peace, Lord. Supposed to remove those things that are hindering her, Lord. Allow her to press on in you, Christ Jesus. Father God, strengthen her, gird her up, anoint her, reveal to her those things you wanted to see, Lord. But she is your child. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. 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 Anybody else want prayer? I do. Okie dokie. Randy to go session, Randy to go session, Randy to go sander, 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 Randy to go Father God, help Renee move you. Help her to flow with you, Lord. The word of God through her, Lord. Holy Spirit, mentor, 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 and grow her up. Draw her closer to you, Father. Enter, grow her up, draw her closer to you, Lord. Cause a change to occur in her life. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. 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 Anybody else want prayer? Anybody else want prayer? Me. Me. All right, Fifi. Me, 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 me. me. <clears throat> Randy to go session. Randy to go, Randy to go session. Father God, help her to walk in accordance with your leadership, Lord. Walk in accordance with your direction, Lord. To walk in accordance with those things that you want her to do, Father. Let her lose fear. Let her lose fear, Lord. Let her lose fear. Let it not hold on to her, Father. Faith rise up inside of her and keep her, heal her, and direct her steps. Holy Spirit, cause a shift to occur in her life so she can become the woman of God you called her to be. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. And amen. Anybody else? Oogie dokie doke. Well, I got to get out of here, so I will holler at you all later. Have a good day, honey. Bye. Bye. Bye.
Get the end of sexual reviews out. Lamarcus is not going to sit here without a book open and a piece of paper now, and you're not going to talk. I'm sorry. I close your mouth, son.
All please, please be
You know what? I said be quiet. Make it separate, child. 